0: Here is what you missed this morning on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go back to Steve Ray, author, speaker. Hello, sir. Hello. All right. You you say something here that I think is really interesting when we're talking about the conversion of St. Paul. And this is the, the, the 25th, so just a few days from now. Uh, and we had uh, Steve on, by the way. If you want to hear the first part, go back to iowacatholicradio.com and you can uh, check out the interview today. Uh, but y- you say this. You say Paul's theology, all of it comes from one question, and that is from God to him. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me?
1: Yeah. He didn't say what you would assume he would say is Saul, Saul, why do you persecute my people? Mm. Or why do you persecute my church? But he didn't. He said something very interesting. He said, why do you persecute me? Well, Saul can't persecute Jesus. Jesus has risen and ascended. He's sitting at the right hand of God. What's Saul going to do, reach up and pull him down and punch him in the nose? Mm. How How can Saul persecute Jesus? But then you realize that we're Part of the mystical body of Christ. Jesus is the head. The whole book of Colossians is about Jesus, the head of the church. The book of Ephesians, which is the twin epistle, you got to read them together. The book of Ephesians is about Christ as the body. So he is a body and a head. The head is in heaven, but we're his body on earth, so we're connected to him. So when someone persecutes you, if they come breathing murderous threats against John Leonetti, they're persecuting Jesus. Now, how does that affect his theology? Well, Paul, because he sees that the the Church, we are in Christ, and Christ is in us, we are one body— then everything, all of the theology of Paul centers on that. The book of Ephesians, if I recall right, has 23 times where it says that we are in Christ, or Christ is in us. Colossians is the same. We are baptized into Christ. If you look at the passages of Paul, it's all about us being placed into the body of Christ, being members of the church's body, and him being in us. So, All of his theology comes from that one simple question. It's like the seed that drops into the ground of his brain, of his mind, and then God waters that, and that becomes the whole theology. We are in Christ. Christ is in us. When the church is persecuted, we're persecuting Jesus because... We're one. Uh, so there's all of Paul's theology right there, g- given to him by that one little seed, which then germinated and grew into that whole theology of Paul. Why do you persecute
0: me? It was so. It was so personal for Paul. Uh, <coughs> this conversion yeah. and and then the the rest of his life. Um, take us back Let a little bit. One, ahead, yeah. Can I say one more yeah. thing about
1: that? Yeah. When I met, when I was at Damascus at the at the exact place in my movies, we do funny crazy things to to make a point. And while I'm talking about this being that question being the fruit the seed of all the polialgia my wife walks up while i'm on the camera and she stomps on my foot ah. and and i go ouch and i said notice she stomped on my foot but it was my head that yelled ouch
0: hmm. that's yeah, that's interesting really interesting um was there a horse can you settle that debate for us <laughs>
1: I was raised with horses, John. I, that was my means of transportation, yeah. so I got my car at 16. Well, it, it doesn't say he was on a horse. It just says he fell to the ground. Right. But all of the great painters... I, I, I dare someone to find a picture that doesn't have a horse. There's a lot of paint. There may be one or two, but the whole um, body of artwork related to the conversion of St. Paul always has him falling from a horse. Now, uh, rabbis rode usually rode donkeys or uh, mules. That's what rabbis rode. And the, and the Jews are not known for running around on horses, But we also know that when Paul was later arrested and put in Jerusalem and then taken out to Caesarea, that there were 200 horsemen that took him out Hmm. there as a protection. And when you realize—and soldiers rode horses. That was pretty much a military thing. But what was Saul doing? He was on a military expedition. He had the soldiers—probably they were the temple guards— but he did have a military expedition going there, and it's over a hundred miles. I mean, it's not like Paul said, "Okay, all you Boy Scouts, pack up your suitcases." We're—I mean, our backpacks—we're going to hike. I would think that that they would—they uh, weren't short of funds. Yeah. They would. My guess is he was on a horse, and I think I'm in good company because all the great painters and theologians of of all time have shown him on
0: a horse. All right, you've settled it. He was on a horse. Steve Ray has spoken. <laughs> Steve Ray has spoken. <laughs> I'll call the Pope. Um, what about the preparation of St. Paul? You, you mentioned that in the first uh, interview here, God preparing the world for St. Paul in a lot of ways, in the Church.
1: Yes, he, God is very smart. And we know that Paul told us that God had prepared him from his mother's womb, just like he did Jeremiah. And so during—where uh, was he born? He was born in Tarsus, and everybody said, where the heck is Tarsus? It, 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 Tarsus had eclipsed Athens. Athens, hundreds of years before, had been the center of Greek philosophy, culture, learning, uh, and that's where you went for that. But it, it, that had kind of faded away. And Tarsus, which is now in, in the middle of Turkey, just above Syria, and, and in our movie we go there and show you all the things related to, to Saul of Tarsus there. But that was the, now the center of Greek learning. So if you wanted to go like to the greatest university, the greatest place to learn Greek language and philosophy and culture, you went to Tarsus. So hmm. why did Paul get born there? Because God was very smart, and he knew that someday this boy was going to be the apostle to the Gentiles, to the Greeks. So he put him there to learn the language, to learn the culture. And then it says at a certain point, his father took him up to Jerusalem to study under Gamaliel, who was not just called a rabbi. Even today, he's referred to as our rabbi, Rabboni. This was, this was the cream of the crop. So you've got the best and the brightest of students sitting at the feet of the best and the brightest of the rabbis. He's already, in his young life, learned the Greek culture and language by living in Tarsus. And he learned also, by the way, how to make tents, because the rabbis taught that even if you are going to be a doctor of the law, no matter what your position, you have to have a trade and a way to make money. Because if a father does not teach his son a trade, he teaches him to be a thief. This is in the writings of the rabbis in the first century. So his father taught him tent making, which he did later in life. He learned the whole Greek culture. Then he goes to Jerusalem, and now he's learning under Gamaliel, he becomes a Pharisee, probably his dad was. And he has Roman citizenship. This is really significant, because Peter didn't have Roman citizenship, and when it came time to his execution, they crucified him, because he wasn't a Roman citizen. Paul, on the other hand, had the much more humane way of dying and having his head cut off, which quick and easy and fast, because he cared a Roman passport. It was very unusual for Jews to have Roman passports, to be Roman citizens. That was just this backwater country over there that no emperor wanted anything to do with. It was like the armpit of the empire, Israel was, They're always causing trouble. But he, probably because they maybe made tents for Mark Antony during his battles, or for some reason his father or grandfather was in the right place at the right time, and they were granted Roman citizenship. So here you've got a boy that's been raised in the center of Greek culture philosophy. Now he's gone to Jerusalem to become under the best and the brightest of the rabbis. He's got a Roman passport, and God says, okay, I got this guy ready. It's time. And there comes the the, uh, event on the Damascus Road. Paul's already prepared and got all the background learning. But then it says there's like 14 years. He kind of disappears.
0: Can people get your movie on your website? i got to say this. i got 30 seconds, so they can get it.
1: Yeah, CatholicConvert.com. Just go to Products, and it's called Paul Contending for the Faith. It has a study guide in it, and it it takes you all. The movie takes you all through Damascus and and, um, all of Israel and Italy and Greece, all the places Paul went. I show it to you, and I have fun doing
0: it. Yeah, I've watched a few of these, and they're really, really good and well done, friends. Uh, go to CatholicConvert.com. You can find uh, Footprints of God, the Story of Salvation from Abraham to Augustine. Paul. Paul is what it's called. You can go there yep. and find it. Um, God, God bless you, man. Thanks for coming on, spending the morning with you're us, welcome. Steve. Anytime. I, I like you, John. I, think oh, I appreciate great it, brother. You're a good guy. He's Steve Ray, everyone. CatholicConvert.com. Listen to the Catholic Morning Show weekday mornings at 7 on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, iowacatholicradio.com, or the Iowa Catholic Radio app.